are not taking my stage right now. <laughs> Hey, she caught me, right? <laughs> Welcome back to another Slick Speaks, guys. And on Slick Speaks, I like to say, like, um, I tend to address, like, majority of all the elephants in our society. And, like, these stories could have been as, like, as I could have just done these, this myself, but I had to bring on another opinion. And from Authentic Hustle himself is Rasta Tay. And he will be, he will be, um, basically, we're going to be discussing, like, I'll say the news that's been happening for the last 24 hours, because if you are a big sneakerhead, or you are a part of, like, I'll say political reform with the police force, you need to stay tuned, and on Slate Speaks, like, I think anything goes, in a sense. So how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. You? I mean, I've been chilling, but have you heard? in the news right now that Kanye has sold his shoes for 1.8 million dollars nah, <laughs> well, how, how, like how do you feel about like uh, before I touch on like the people that bought it how do you feel about Kanye just being an investor like the Kanye for president man. <laughs> for real. I mean, I, that man's a genius You think like being that a lot of people like we we were like having like a, basically a water cooler talk and one person stated which is Reggie Yeezys came out everybody hated them because of the ugly styling like who want to wear these type of shoes but these type of shoes are selling for 1.8 million dollars you think Yeezy will stand as a brand of itself besides going with Adidas of course um, I think. You know, every smart investor knows Kanye gonna Kanye gonna blow up no matter what, with or without him. So it'll be smart to either get with him or you know lose to him. You know, either way. Then, like I heard that, like besides like Kanye being Kanye, like this investment group. I don't know if they're out of China or they're out of like I'll say Silicon Valley of California. These people are putting up like, I'll say a Kanye shrine. They're called stars. And they're gonna displace this Yeezy. Instead of reselling it, I mean, he already bought it for $1.8 million. I don't know about reselling it. I don't know who would buy it for $1.8 million. Yeah. But like, for these shoes, like, would you would you think of like, if you, if you would've purchased it yourself, would you think of reselling it? Of course. It's got to be, <laughs> be an investment, especially if I'm spending 1.8, you know, million. But these Which guys I, are holding, these guys are holding it, calling it the Kanye Shrine. Like, yeah, I think they got money to waste in, but, you know, I don't... Where's our stimulus? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. <laughs> like, if they got money to waste, like, if you guys really think about it, they're spending $1.8 million on some, uh, like, a piece of leather, or no, a bunch of leather. And they're worn shoes. They're not like brand new out of the box. Basically, they're behind a glass casing. They're worn shoes, kind of yeah. like a Marilyn Monroe dress. And they're spending that cash for, I don't know, like it's buku bucks that you spend for. Yeah, like, I think um, they just see something in Kanye. They see something in his vision. 
they probably will sell the shoes later on in like probably 20 years from now when he's a he got a hundred million dollars. Or, or when, I'll say when Kanye passes or something, they probably might just spend boots. Because they do it right up. The way, <laughs> <laughs> bro, the way they was trying to divide it, and like, I had to really think about it while I was reading it. The, the way they're trying to divide it, they're dividing it into sections. Yeah. I thought they were going to cut it. I'm like, that doesn't make sense about cutting the shoe. But they're like, we're dividing it into all of our, we're investing it into all of our sections of this um, company called Stars because like, they're not a big shoe company. Yeah. They were never a shoe company. They just bought it because it's Kanye. Yeah. And having a name like that, they're like, when people come into our company, it's going to, it's going to give, like yeah. a, I'll say more, more of a culture. Yeah, it's kind of like what um, Adidas did with Kanye, including Kanye into their business. They just making an investment. True, but. to make their brand bigger. You think. You know, through Kanye. No, but you think it's, you know, but I never really liked Adidas besides the shell toes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but do you think that Adidas or Kanye would break off from his deal from Adidas and just start his own shoe brand? Yeah. I think he sees the power he has. Like, you know, Kanye, Kanye don't need anyone to believe in him. He believes in himself. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful, man. Look where it got him, you know? True. It got him to a billion dollars in believing in himself. You don't need nobody to believe in him. And then most most definitely, it did get him to a billion dollars because mm -hmm. a lot of people called him crazy. Yo. A lot of people called him like, why are you selling your shoes for this amount? When, like, I, I remember when the Pirate Blacks came out. Like, yeah. the Yeezy, I don't know. The first Adidas that yeah. came out, but they was in Pirate Black. People were like, oh, I'm not buying it because such and such reason. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, the next day, it was kind of like everybody had a piece of candy. Everybody had all the Yeezys on. It was sold out. <laughs> <laughs> everything. It was sold <laughs> Moving out. on, I'll say moving on to like our next pair. I mean, thank you to Stars mm -hmm. for buying this $1.8 million shoe, which I mean, I'm still waiting on my next $1,500 check from Mr. Biden. Hopefully, you didn't get yours yet. I'm just kidding. I did get one. <laughs> you you know, want another one? Be you know, yeah. be you know, be helpful with the pandemic. Yeah. You know, throw us a couple more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on everything. But moving on to the next shoe is like I don't know if you guys see it on the screen. It is the New Balance 993. And before I, t I before I tell you guys the price on these on this shoe. Would you even wear this shoe? They hard. Would you wear this shoe for two hundred dollars? Two hundred? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna help me have me playing like Mike or something like that. But I don't know. I can't. Not two hundred. They base this off like I would say. Um, what is it? New Balance. New Balance is basically trying to do like, you know, a running shoe that, you know, you don't have to take off when you're walking or you don't have to take off when you're actually going to public or doing a run. But $200 for a shoe that's just very um, outlandish because they was, they, was, they was even like giving me points and facts <laughs> about this shoe on like, why is this shoe worth $200? It started out at $185. Mm -hmm which was still too high because that's the price of a Nike. Yeah. And like, I say Nike running shoes go for like 160. And if you buy like and Nike, just regular high. cat. 
<laughs> don't buy shoes. Invest your money. <laughs> don't spend two hundred dollars on shoes. Shoes are just money. like cars, bro. Yeah. It's a liability. <laughs> Take no, because <laughs> I'm being so serious with you guys. Like, I just went shoe shopping because, like, not not just because I wanted to go shoe shopping. It was kind of like a spur of the moment. I was just with my brother, and then like there was a pair of shoes that I wanted. I'm wearing them right now, but they're like, what is I'm it? Three hundred dollars? No, they're not three hundred. No, they're not three hundred. Not three hundred. Three whole man. What the like Nike gave me a actual card saying they're they're recycled shoes. So 25% of these shoes is recyclable material. So I'm doing something for the environment. So it was kind of like a good bad buy at the same time <laughs> because like I didn't want to buy any other shoes and then all the other shoes just just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I felt like being how, how do you feel like being in a sneaker store now now because like right now every time I go in there I'm like Am I going? Uh, am I going to school the next day? Why do I need to be in the sneaker store? Like, why do I need this orange colorway? How do you feel about going to the sneaker store? Man, I'm real cheap. I, I hate sneaker stores these days because everything they're not is, the same. Though. You're not gonna find anything good for a hundred dollars or less. They're not. They're not the same. You gotta spend at least one seventy-five. Man. I just think that's. Ooh, that's that's outlandish much, man. for just a pair of some sneakers that I might get dirty in two weeks. I and, can't do it. And like, I don't blame because I can't, I can't do it anymore because like, I, I know I wear all my shoes. So mm -hmm. like, even if you do see something like, do, do see something hot on me, it's not like I, I mm -hmm. what is it? I just stock them. But I know like, there's a lot of people that just buy shoes just to, yeah, I got those. Yeah, Never wear them. But what's the point of not never, if you're not selling them and you're not wearing them, there's no point of having these shoes on. I know certain people um, buy certain shoes and um, resell them for more. So sometimes they could be like an asset, you know, if you use them in that way. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, I know a couple of people that buy shoes and sell them on eBay for triple, you know, True. get them from Ross and sell them for triple. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're right about that because like, mm -hmm. there was a point in time that somebody was telling me a hustle. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do that, but like you can go to Ross, Marshalls, and you can find some like Nike Dunks sell for like them. the low, and you can sell them for the high. Mm -hmm. And people will pay for them because there's people looking for those certain shoes because they don't want to go out, especially right now. Yeah. The pandemic got everybody inside. So, I mean, it is getting better, but still people are still using online resources to buy their stuff. Yeah. And now, like, you re resellers are like actually making money off. Just like the PS5. I still don't got my PS5 dollars. They're making, they're making, no, you, I'm glad you brought up that, bro, like, like, I really was trying to, no, that, I know that's gonna be like a depreciation, but I really wanted to get it, but the resellers are selling it for upcharge of, like, it's not a pair of shoes, I just wait for PlayStation to restock, so, from shoes to now politics, we're moving on to, like, this Delaware cop. And I don't know if anybody been to Delaware. It's in the Northeast. I've been there, like I say, a couple times because, like, I was in around Boston. All the states up in the Northeast are very close. So you're always gonna, you're bound to touch another state. Yeah. So Delaware, this Delaware cop was fighting 
is fighting for his life after being assaulted. And it happened early Sunday morning. He responded to a fight. And then Captain Keith he Heacock suffered a traumatic head injury at 5 a.m. And Mr. Heacock is now fighting for his life. Haven't checked on him. Like um, yesterday, I did check on his status. He's still in the hospital. Um, basically, basically the fight was just, I'll say, a domestic, a domestic dispute, mm. and he just got caught in between it. And how do you feel about like? Um, because you know everybody now is looking for police reform, and the fact that he's fighting for his life. Do you feel like, even though, what is it? Even though that his, his, I mean, it's an assault. It's not like it's not like um, he's been he got shot or anything. It's basically, basically he's very injured. How do you feel about like people asking for police reform after after hearing this story about this Delaware cop in the uh, I say in the hospital right now? Do you want the police reform? I mean, I mean, I know I do. Of course, for police man. reform, you know. Like, of course. Like, you want to hear my idea on, like, police reform? Yeah, give me your idea. My idea of police week. reform right now, yeah. like, if we had to do it, even though I'm so sorry about Mr. Heacock being in the hospital for this domestic dispute, hopefully you do get better. But for police reform, I, I feel like a lot of good cops are going to have to suffer because if I was the man in charge, no offense, mm -hmm. I'll have to do a clean sweep of all the police like just a whole clean sweep and then within the week I hire new cadets yeah. captains and then I'll just go from there because like they say you know we have to weed them out or we have to basically weed out the bad and then take the good but how do you know if the good has not been corrupted by the bad and how do you know if the bad's not acting like the good just sweep them you do a clean sweep you know we, we probably will be out of police for like a day or so. But we're not going to tell the public. That's the yeah. thing. You announce it to the public, people are going to be like, it's safe enough to Let's like do it. it. <laughs> but it's going to be a clean sweep of the police. They're not going to know what's going to be going on. And then we're going to be rehiring from there. Unless something leaks, which it probably might. I feel like um, that's the best way to solve our police problem. What I say, what's your take on like police reform? Man, I think the whole police thing is like a very difficult conversation, mm -hmm. or it's a very difficult topic because yeah. you're gonna have your bad apples no matter what. Correct. You know, whether you get rid of the old guys and bring new ones, mm -hmm. you still gonna have your bad apples because you know you never know. How somebody's day may be going and how they gonna use they you know they power against somebody else you know mm -hmm. basically so I think you know there's, there's good guys but at the same time it's that's a difficult job because you can't always try to be too good all the time you know because then you got your bad apples where you where you are handling crime and they'll take advantage of that you know true it's just like oh, they, it's like the police is too i feel like it's too well structured right now yeah. that's why i say we have to have a clean sweep yeah not to be like you know i want people to lose a job you can still go for your job again but still like i'm gonna have to you know 
hire some new candidates, some people yeah. that are actually going to patrol and not be the law, yeah. but enforce the law. Yeah, you know, and be a human about it, basically. Be a human that's the thing that's like kind of hard about it. So like, it's more that what's up with everything that's been happening so far. There's gonna be there's more of a change in police behavior because yeah. you're right about the whole like you can't read. It's hard to separate the good like cops from the bad cops. Most like, definitely. Like honestly, from how it is, yeah. From everything from the Derek Chauvin case mm -hmm. to Makaya Bryant, Makaya Bryant, all that. Police know that now there are more eyes looking at them, especially Correct. when they're pulling over black people or basic people of color in general. And the minute the camera pulls out, I mean, it doesn't matter whether or not like, oh, I'm might as well act up. It's more like, yo, know, if I do something right now to this person, mm -hmm. you know, this could like end I up can lose my job. Man. I could lose my job. Now, again, we can't separate the bad from the good because it's like a really really hard line to like kind of split mm -hmm. unless it's like a real like definite black and white situation yeah but we can make the bad change of behavior you know what i'm saying true that's like main that's mainly what we can do yeah have the bad change of behavior Correct. because that's like and honestly the police accountability that's something i like strive for yeah you know most definitely because like if anybody didn't know like even though like he was charged on all three counts like he should have been charged within i'll say the first week of it happening yeah because like it just didn't it didn't make any sense to me on how like you know i'm speaking on the george um george floyd trial um we basically seen him on his neck you know basically he said can't breathe every those witnesses but yet um he still had a trial funded with like I say taxpayer money still had a trial and like um <laughs> and like what is it with there there's police guidelines yeah that he follows by and he's like well I did it because I was trained this way like I need to or like I say for law enforcement you guys need to take off that like guy like if person's really actually killing somebody I, I feel like the guidelines should just be thrown out the window because everybody's seen what they saw. It's so, not like one bit. And that's nothing yeah. that's about that too with like the whole guideline. It's like more of an invisible like blue badge code about like, you yeah. know, you can't snitch on your brother. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. like really like uh, talk bad amongst your fellow police officer, this and that. Mm -hmm. And obviously like, you know, that whole um, amongst our like street code, like, oh, mm -hmm. no snitching whatsoever, mm -hmm. you know, and it's really messed up that cops follow that same code mm -hmm. because, you know, for a law enforcement officer to actually break, like, break the rules or actually, you know, do something bad, mm -hmm. you know, the good cops don't really speak up for that and they're part of that rotten system. They are, you know, and it's been, it's been crazy because I've had Cops are like a criminal organization. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The thing is that, like, you know, they're supposed Sound to worse than the Bloods and the Crips, man, to be honest with you. They're like follow our blue brothers. and I think I might as well call it Bloods and Crips if I'm going <laughs> to. No, because, like, if you guys really look at it, and, like, I know people always talk about lives matter. Like, it all started from Black Lives Matter. And the next thing you know, all of a sudden, Blue Lives Matter. We never said Blue Lives Never Matter. I just said we're just saying that what are we seeing on like I'll say t our TV screens is Black Lives, it's not Blue Lives. Yeah. Cause like it's speaking on like the Makai the the Makaya Bryant case, she had a knife, 
and they choose to shot her. They they choose to shoot her. A lot of people have so many split decisions on that, which I find crazy. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. when it comes to black people, correct, we always get the most lethal force. You know, and not saying again, like you know, people want to say, okay, when this comes to this particular case, listen, I'm not saying I don't want to jump on any side saying, oh, the guy was right, you know, shooter, but. He could have done something else. You're a grown police officer. You have a stab-proof vest. You could have tackled her, tased her. Correct. You could have tased her, anything. And he pulled up within about quarter quarter of a minute, 25 seconds. It's just no de-escalation whatsoever. I like to just to compare stories because y'all heard the story. Everybody heard the story about like the unfortunate thing that happened in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Eight people killed. Mm-hmm. That man left with cuffs yeah. and a bullet shot to his leg. He he left alive. Exactly. She had a butter knife or a knife. Butter knife, knife. Butter knife, knife, either way. But either way, she didn't leave in cuffs. She left dead. And no. DJ Envy, what is it? I was going to touch on like the people that you oh. were talking about. DJ Envy yeah. was going back and forth with Dr. Umar. Mm-hmm. I mean... I can't say I support Umar to like 100%, but like, he, he I can't say that, I can't, I can't really. I rock with Umar, but I can't say, I can't so say, those I who can't don't say. Know, Dr. Umar is a I say he's African a, activist. He's a hard B for me, like a B plus. That's how much, like he, 85%. He, I Dr. With him. Umar, I can't say I, there's some views I agree with him on. There's some yeah, things see, I disagree. Yeah. There's some yeah. things I disagree with him on. Like he's I totally can't say against I, interracial marriage or the interracial interracial. Yeah, you know Eighty five percent, bro. Because he has this overly like he's just like too deep into the whole like yes. you know everyone that's not in, that's not of color is evil. Correct. Or like they're out to use black people. Not saying that there aren't corporations or people have their own self motivations like yeah. that but, but he does have he does have good gems i think yeah, of course I, I think he just really want um black people to look out for black people before they look out for anybody else into you know you know dating other races and Correct. you know i think like his whole point of the um the interracial thing is like you know build your own people up first before you go mixing with others like i don't have anything against interracial marriage i think i could i I can yeah when he speaks on that i think that's what he's talking about you know i could touch up on that i can Mm -hmm. see the things i can see where he met about like the whole interracial interracial like dating relationships because there's this whole idea that we kind of over sexualize you know certain people oh yeah yeah yeah. you know you're right about that you're right about that because you know no but sometimes a certain and this is the over sexualize us same yeah. exactly and you guys person. know the stereotypes about black men and yeah. you know yeah the stereotypes yeah. you know what i'm saying and there's also yeah. Yeah. you ain't gotta say you know, mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and there's also this idea like you know we dehumanize like black women too like it's somewhere in media we always make black women you know what? look like the crazy ratchet like nah. and like this yeah not crazy to me y'all just very passionate y'all just very passionate okay i yeah. like it yeah, keep that for your twin fathers all right <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all knows who's watching this yeah, very passionate. but yeah, yeah but y'all know passionate. but y'all know what i'm talking about and you know, like you know yeah that's where like the whole situation entered i think he just doesn't trust it you know? yeah for me i don't really care you love who you love and but as long as you have the reason that you love the person for who they are correct you know 
Don't just say like, oh, I'm just gonna find me a white boy. Oh, let me find me a black. Let me find me a black girl. You know, like because I feel like that would better me. That would better you. No, like you can someone. only better you. Exactly. Mm. Find someone that you love. That's just basically it. Love them for who you are, and that's the whole topic about love. We'll go on about later. But yeah. Okay. So like, how, like um, how do you feel about DJ Envy, guys? We're talking about <sighs> DJ Envy because. He went to the whole rant about how first of all DJ was MV, his, true, but DJ Envy, I never really supported him because I mean I never really supported Charlamagne. Is it a light skin too. thing? To me, it's not a light skin thing, huh? I mess with Charlamagne though. That's the thing. Look, I grade these people. I mess with them. He's like a hard C plus for me. You dig? Like it's a good seventy five percent. I agree with him sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right, but for Envy, I never really rock with him. Cause he, he always dodged questions and he's like, oh no, I don't really do stuff like that. Da, His da, da, main da. argument was, if that was my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, I would want the cop to shoot her. Well, the thing is that if that was my daughter, if you know, I would want my uh, my cop to shoot her and he'll feel okay with it. See, that's how I know that's BS. I will not want anyone to shoot my daughter. Facts. No one should shoot my daughter. And I is like, oh, I'll feel sad about. It. No, Dang. don't shoot my daughter. Dang. If there's a way. To save save uh, save someone's life, save someone's life. Yeah. You pull out a gun. That's the most easiest way to say, like you know, the adrenaline was kicking in. I had to defend myself. I had to save. I have to have a job to do. My job is dangerous. No. Yeah. Your job was to de-escalate the situation. It was just. Uh, All I know is. Yeah. A man can't name the color. Yeah, I can. White man <laughs> kill eight people. Left out of handcuffs. That's all I gotta say. That's all I had to say. Cause every it just doesn't make no sense to me. Like I think Umar said it right. Like he was like, yeah, he he did it because he can get away with it. Yeah. Because like, of course, bro, eight people and a cop. They even made sure that they knew. Like everybody knew that a cop died that day. Mm-hmm. Eight people and he left with a hand. He left in handcuffs. Was a the Batman, the Batman guy that stormed into I don't know where. Oh, the into the movie theater. Yeah, left the handcuffs. They always leave un, unharmed. All right, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I can I, um, I yeah. can touch on that real quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I agree with Doctor Umar. With the mm-hmm. cop shot the girl because he knew he, he, he could get, get away with it. it. He knew he could beat it in court. The simple fact that she had a knife. On let's it. be honest, and, and that's no. If it was a white girl in a different situation, let's say let's he wouldn't have shot her. He wouldn't shot her. Let's put in a suburban neighborhood. He wouldn't yeah. shot her. You wouldn't shot her. Probably wished his took stab wounds mm-hmm. just to de-escalate the situation. Correct. You know, I've seen crackheads. Mm-hmm. Like actually chase cops around, mm-hmm. like with knives, Weird. and I've seen like you know white dudes like you know make cops flinch. You know mm-hmm. like that's crazy. All I know is white people are protected by the law, man. Well, it's, it's just is. like and black people are not. It's, it's that simple. It's just like a crazy situation. All I know like, is it's that simple. Police reform should happen my way. Clear so out <laughs> all the police. All right, don't tell the public because it's just gonna be wild. <laughs> I'm gonna go straight to Foot Locker. <laughs> I'm gonna go straight to Foot Locker. I'm gonna get all the exclusives. But uh, tune in on another Slick Speaks, guys. It happens every Taco Tuesday, and I'm gonna be addressing anything and everything. And until next time, Slick has spoken.
you are not taking my stage right now. 